Through five weeks, the Carolina Panthers are 0-5. Right now, it's a simple fact. This is a bad football team. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays here on the show, I answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. Get those questions in for this week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. The Carolina Panthers, 24. The Detroit Lions, 42 as the Carolina Panthers fall to 0 and 5 here in the 2023 NFL season. But before we get into the nuts and bolts and the gritty of what was yet another mess of a Sunday afternoon here in the Carolinas, first off, prayers to Chandler Zavala, who had to be carted off the field there early in the, well, I guess it was early in the game, but later on in the, in the first quarter, was carted off the field with a neck injury, was taken to a local hospital there in Detroit. He has all movement in all of his extremities, so that is obviously positive news, carted off of a neck injury, not even concerned about when he's going to come back and play football, if he'll play football again. Just want him to be healthy and to live a happy life, a long life, and that that's not going to be something serious. People over football always understand that, so hopefully everything with Zavala will be fine. It sounded like from Frank Reich, who spoke to the media not too long ago, that everything is good with him again. Not super concerned about when he's going to be back in the lineup and all that. Just want him to be healthy. But the neck injury, that's always a scary scene. The whole team, both the Lions and the Panthers are out there on the field surrounding him. He wasn't moving for a while. Real scary scene there at Ford Field in Detroit. So happy to hear the positive news coming from Chandler Zavala. And we'll see when he returns. But that is just secondary, of course, to his overall health as Chandler Zavala was carted out the field there in the first quarter of the game. Second thing as we now actually talk about the football. This is a bad football team, full stop. Like right now, this is a bad football team. I understand we're five weeks into this, they're 0-5, that there are still 13 more weeks of the 2023 NFL regular season left to play out. The Panthers still have 12 games remaining. Totally understand that. But right now, this is a bad football team. We will find out through the course of the next couple of weeks what the overall story will be for the Carolina Panthers. But right now, they can't help but beat themselves. Now, the Lions are a better football team. There was a reason the line was around 9, I think even got up to 10 by the weekend. There was a reason why that is the case, because the Lions may legitimately be a Super Bowl contender. I know, it sounds absolutely insane to say that the Detroit Lions could actually play for the Lombardi Trophy. They've already won in Kansas City, albeit no Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones on an opening Thursday night, but they've looked 
pretty damn good. The only team they lost to was the Seattle Seahawks in an overtime game. And I think the Seahawks, who are 3-1, and one, are a pretty good football team. So I understand that. But the Panthers, they gave the game away in the first half. You come out, you punt, the Lions make it so easy on their opening drive, and they score in three plays. You get two long passing plays. They're down on Ross St. Brown. They don't have Jameer Gibbs, the first rounder out of Alabama, who played with Bryce Young. It didn't matter. The Panthers couldn't stop him in the pass game, couldn't stop him on the ground as David Montgomery ran for 42 yards, and the Lions were off and running on this Sunday afternoon. But I will give the defense, of course, the benefit of the doubt because they're not healthy. These were the active cornerbacks of the Carolina Panthers heading into today's game. C.J. Henderson, y'all know my feelings. I know your feelings. Troy Hill, who they signed ahead of the final week of the preseason. Deshaun Jameson, who they claimed off of waivers after he was cut in San Francisco. Sam Webb, who was active for the first time this season, who they signed off the Raiders practice squad in week two. And DiCaprio Boodle, who I first said his name was DiCaprio Booty. I had no idea who the hell this guy was, but he signed to the practice squad in week one, and he's been elevated three times because of the injuries to Dante Jackson, who missed his first game of the season with the shoulder. J.C. Horn, of course, out with the hamstring. No timeline on when he can come back. He's out, out for at least another week, as he cannot be taken off of IR just yet. It is deeply frustrating because of those injuries, but I don't really be all that surprised even with Detroit's issues, because they have Ben Johnson as their play caller. So it should not be surprising that the offense was able to have a successful day knowing the injuries that the Panthers have to their corners and those guys having to step up and play. The fact that Chandler Wooten played a lot at linebacker, as it didn't seem like Kamu Gruyere Hill played that much next to Frankie Luba, as of course Shaq Thompson out for the rest of the season. They're banged up defensively. Now, Brian Burns needs to do a lot more, because aside from the sack, I didn't see a lot from him. they got to be much better against the run, which... You know, maybe they should have kept Marquand McCall because this team sorely could use someone in the middle of that defense to stop the run. Derrick Brown can't do it all by himself. And the linebackers aren't cleaning up. The guys in the back end are cleaning it up. They have a problem. So it's not surprising that the Lions went out there and scored a ton of points. But of the 42, you gave them 21. I talked about it on Friday with the keys of victory. The Carolina Panthers, every time they turn the football over, they get burned. Today, they turned it over three times. That resulted into 21 points. You don't turn it over three times week one against the Falcons. You win that football game. The Falcons are not good. They're not. I, th- I think they walked off and ended up winning against the Texans. But they're not, that's not a good football team. You could have beat Atlanta. Last week against the Vikings, you have control of the football game at home. You're there in the third quarter. You're driving down the field. Had a great third down call. You got a penalty to go in your favor. You get it down the field using Chenault. And then you just self-destruct and you fumble the game. They take it for a touchdown and it's over from there. And then today, you don't even get off the mat. You don't even give yourself a chance to win the football game because you're too busy turning over the football. The Panthers go punt. The Lions score a touchdown. You get an interception on what was a tremendous play by Aiden Hutchinson. And then I'm just wondering, why the hell is Frank Reich drawing up a tight end screen for Ian Thomas? I get people asking me, why are we paying Hayden Hurst if he's not going to get that play call? Well, first off, I think you should abolish the tight end screen unless you got Travis Kelsey, you got George Kittle, but the Carolina Panthers don't have Travis Kelsey. They don't have George Kittle. And even when Greg Olson was here, I don't want to see that mess. What the hell is that? I guess a little bit of creativity, but no, none of that. Hutchinson blows up Thomas. Bryce has got to get rid of the football. Throws it towards Ian Thomas. Hutchinson's there. Makes a great play. You tip your cap. They get paid too. That's 
a great play by the defense. But all, all of a sudden, you're down 14 nothing. But then the Panthers piece together a pretty good drive. 14 plays, 75 yards, over a course of 7 minutes and 5 seconds. Then you get a stop on downs. The Lions, Sam Laporta, 3rd and four. Gets, drops a football. Then on fourth down, the Panthers make a great play. As I don't think Jared Goff got the ball out in, in time. Either way, you get a good stop. You're at your 37. You got an opportunity to go down, tie the football game, and be like, all right, here we go. Game on. We are here to compete. Instead, Miles Sanders fumbles the football. And for the second time this season when Miles Sanders fumbled the football, what did the team do? The Falcons went down, scored a touchdown. The Lions went down, scored a touchdown. Miles Sanders is killing this football team. He's providing nothing in the run game. And I understand it's not all on him, that the interior of the O-line has been bad, and now you're down to your third-string left guard in Cade Mays, who was supposed to be the favorite at right guard when Corey was out, but lost that job. Then once Christensen went down and he moves the ball to left guard, he was the right guard starter. Then he got replaced in the second half against the Saints, and now he's out there at left guard. So the guy's been replaced multiple times as a potential starter. Now he's your third-string left guard. So, yeah, the interior of the O-line's not good. I understand that, but Miles Sanders has not nearly been explosive. Is it the groin? He's been on the injury report the last two weeks, missed all the preseason with it. I don't know what it is, but the Carolina Panthers gave that guy $25 million, $11 million guaranteed, and if you look at it on spot track, they can't really get out of the deal unless they trade him. Who the hell is going to trade for a running back who performed the way he's performed so far this season? It's asinine to pay running backs because you saw last season when they traded McCaffrey, as good as Christian is, as much as I wanted Christian here, you saw what they did with Chuba Hubbard and with Deontay Foreman. They showed right then and there that, oh, man, maybe you don't have to pay a running back all that kind of money. You can still get production. It helps when your offensive line's healthy, of course. But Miles Sanders has done nothing for the Carolina Panthers this season. He's only here because of Deuce Staley and that relationship. And for whatever the reason, the Carolina Panthers believe in that you should pay running backs. It's ridiculous. They shouldn't have done it. Bad decision. Bad move. Hated it back then. Liked the player. But right now, hate the move even more. And do not like what the players provided for the Carolina Panthers. I hope it turns around. Chuba Hubbard's looked much better. But Miles Sanders fumbles, fumbles the ball. The Lions go down there. Score yet another touchdown. The Panthers throw another interception, which is a bad throw by Bryce Young. Moose Johnson on the broadcast here on Fox saying, rookies throw that all the time. Bryce said, that's on me. Frank said, yes, that's on Bryce. You can't make that mistake. And then what do we see? Ben Johnson dial up a beauty 28-7 ball game. The rest of that was all garbage time. As well as the offense play in the second half, doesn't matter. It was garbage time. The game was over at 28-7. The game was over right then and there. You don't turn the ball over three times. The Lions scored 21 points by themselves. They went out and punted twice. They didn't punt until the second half, y'all. They went out and punted the first two possessions of the second half. Your defense actually played well, relatively well when they weren't being put in adverse situations and considering the amount of injuries. But instead, the Carolina Panthers don't even give themselves a chance. You don't turn the football over, it's obvious. And I know there'll be some jerk out there being like, oh, duh. You don't turn the football over, you have a chance. You blew it week one, you blew it last week, and this week, you threw it away. So the Lions are obviously a better football team. The Carolina Panthers are a complete mess right now. Eight turnovers on the season have resulted into 45 points. Comical. Just clown show of a football team we're watching right now with the Carolina Panthers. I know these guys care. They put in all the work. They want to win. I understand all of that. But right now... What they're doing is not working. And next week, they go to Miami. 
and they're going to get the doors blown off of them next week in Miami. It won't shock anybody. Just like today's result probably didn't shock anybody if you even watched. That's where we're at with the Carolina Panthers. They're 0-5, going to be 0-6, heading into the bye, and you're wondering when they're going to get first win, and what's going to change? How are they going to fix this in season? Can they even fix this in season? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you're betting on the Carolina Panthers, that is if you're in a state that has legal betting and you can use FanDuel, doesn't matter whether you win a bet or you lose a bet. You're going to get $200 back in bonus bets. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action than right now with Major League Baseball playoffs going on, the NFL season here, of course, the NHL starting up. If that's, you know, something that you're interested in and the NBA coming up soon, the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season because the Panthers haven't. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We asked this question last week. I'll ask it again. When did the Carolina Panthers get their first win? It's not going to happen next Sunday. It would be a surprise. And yeah, any given Sunday, my mom always says, it can be anybody's game. Come on. What are you talking about? It's not going to be their game next Sunday. If they win next Sunday, I will be elated. Trust me. And you can throw tomatoes at me at Romare Beaton Park. And you can laugh and be like, ha, you got it wrong. I'll just be happy they won a football game. Because so far, I watched the Panthers play eight games. The three preseason games, all L's. And these five games that actually matter, all L's. I just want to win. I just would like to come up here and talk about a win. Getting pretty damn tired about talking about losses here. In Carolina, third full season doing this show, and I appreciate every single one of y'all that tunes in. I got 155 people live right now on YouTube around 519 on this Sunday, October 8th, the beautiful fall Saturday or Sunday here in Charlotte. I appreciate every single person that interacts, that is a fan of the show. I appreciate every single one of y'all because I really wish that I could sit here and talk about more positive things. And I try my hardest to not be overtly negative. I'm just being honest with y'all the way I feel about things. I try to find the positives. And I'm going to find it before we get out of here. I'm going to talk about some positive things. That's why on Monday we do the good, the bad, then the ugly, which is primarily ugly. I try to find the positives. It's real hard right now to find the positives and what's going on with the Carolina Panthers? I guess, you know, one thing is if they don't turn the football over again, duh, I know. They could be three and no, I don't know if they win this game, but they could be two and three or three and two. But they keep turning the football over, and their defense isn't good enough, uh, when healthy and not healthy, to stop the opposing offense from scoring a touchdown. So it's unfortunate that that's the case. But I, I'm wondering when do they get their first win? Because they're going to be 0 6 heading into the bye. I just, I don't see it next week in Miami. Just they're even they're far more. Expl- I don't even know if far more is even the right term to even say about what the Lions offense is and what the Dolphins offense is. But this Lions offense didn't have Jameer Gibbs or Amon Ross St. Brown, their best receiver. And they went out there and they did whatever they wanted pretty much all afternoon. And Miami has another sicko calling plays in Mike McDaniel. They have Chuba, uh, Chuba to, what am I saying? Chuba, Tua, Tua Tungavailoa, who I love. I can't believe I got his name wrong there. Tua, who's looked great. 
Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Devon A. Chain. If you ever watched him at AM, you knew he was good. If you're a North Carolina fan, you saw him at the, at the uh, Orange Bowl a couple years ago. That dude's sick. Like, <laughs> that's insane. The Panthers got to go up against that next week. So they're going to get mopped. It's going to be bad. They're going to get dog walked. They're going to get boat raced. They're going to get whatever creative adjective you have. They're going to get slapped. It's going to be bad. So they're going to be 0-6, and then at that point in time, you're going to have to wonder, what's going to change? What do they do to change this? I know a lot of people have asked for Frank Wright to no longer be the play caller, and actually thought on that touchdown drive in the first half to make the game 14-7 that he drew up some pretty good run plays of LaVishka Chenault, who maybe he, maybe he can give you something. Uh, they don't go to him nearly enough for somebody who at least gives him some sort of positive gain, especially in the run game, considering that Miles Sanders gives him absolutely nothing so far in the run game. And I'm I'm hoping Miles can get healthy. If he's not, I'm hoping he plays better. I really don't want to be harsh, but it's just it's just honest. It's just the, the way things are right now with Miles Sanders when he's so far provided, really not provided for the Carolina Panthers through five weeks of the season. So I like some of the play calls that Frank Wright cooked up there. The touchdown in the second half to uh, DJ Chark, there, there were some decent play calls. But overall, it's not working. And Frank Reich did say, in the best sense of the team, he felt like he needed to call the plays. But if your team's 0-6, man, which they're going to be, and you have a bye week, shouldn't it be time maybe to just turn it over? And I'm going to sit here and just say that while also saying to you all that it's not going to really change anything because the receivers still aren't good. The, co- the quarterback's still a rookie. The offensive line still banged up. But hey, fine, change play callers because you got to do something. Because at that point, what? yeah, fine, whatever. Do it. Go ahead, do it. Your own six, you got to change something. That's the most logical change. It won't solve anything. It won't. Because Frank Reich, again, Bass Ty Hurt, Carolina Blitz, asked him about, hey, Thomas Brown calling the plays, it was all you. He's like, it was all me. But as I've told y'all multiple times, Frank Reich saying, it's a collaborative effort. Y'all can keep asking me to not call the plays, but I'm going to have him call them. It's going to be the same offense, going to be the same players with the same lack of talent, the same injury issues, the same damn problems. But sure, let Thomas Brown call the plays, and y'all see just how bad the offense will still be then. And if that happens, then what do you do? But if they're 0 6, then yeah, you got to go ahead and try it. It won't do anything, but hell, why not? <laughs> why not? You got to change something. Are you going to fire the coaching staff? Who are you going to fire the coaching staff? They just got here. So I, I don't even know what they even do at this point. Do you go get a wide receiver one when you should have known after you traded away DJ Moore that it was going to be a problem, that it was a bad receiver market? And as I've said multiple times, they did as best as anyone who's reasonable, which there's a lot of y'all who, of course, aren't reasonable um, out there. Anyone who's a reasonable, sensible fan understood that market sucked, feeling shark, that was as good as they could really do. Now, why they weren't interested in DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know. Was he interested in here? He said flat out that he wasn't. Was there any communication? We don't know. But the Carolina Panthers didn't do Bryce Young any favors by what they put around him. And if they really felt like they needed a wide receiver one, then why did they not work harder this offseason potentially to bring in somebody who they could have put long-term with Bryce? So we came into the year wondering when Bryce Young comes of age, if that ever happens, because the jury's still out on him. And there's so many things that are effed up beyond repair right now for this team around him that I'm really not trying to sit here and criticize Bryce Young. Does he need to be better? Yes. But what's around him is not good enough. And the Panthers have done him no favors. It starts with the play calling, starts with the general manager, what he put around him and all that. But they really felt like wide receiver one was a priority for them and something that they wanted to do to help Bryce's development. Why is it that they took until October 1st for them to realize that it was going to be a problem? 
They had to watch it play out before their eyes. When I had been telling anybody who would listen, as nicely as I possibly could, dating back to April, that wide receiver core is going to leave a lot to be desired. You go draft a wide receiver. Mingo thought he played fine. But it's not going to really do all that much. And so far, this is where, this is where you're at. It, you're 0-5. you got to pick a lane. They were talking about a week ago, before they even played the Vikings game, they're 0-3, they're saying, hey, we still want to win this season. We're going to go to wide receiver one. Hasn't, hasn't happened. And Rappaport even said in that report that it's, it's early in the season. It's like week three, uh, or week four, rather. You know, you still have until the end of the month. The 31st is a trade deadline. Teams don't typically make a trade now. They wait to see who their team is. The Panthers should know who their team is right now. They're a team that has no identity on offense which makes not keeping Steve Wilkes look worse and worse each week because at least they had an identity, had no quarterback play, but had an identity. And this offense doesn't, and it's an offensive coaching staff. So it's just crazy how that's the case. Where the defensive coaching staff, the defensive coach last year, had more of an identity what he wanted his offense to be and actually had it play out than what the current offensive coach and has had happen right now. We have no idea what they want to do. Throw screen passes maybe? I don't know. Like the deep ball, the O-line's not good enough. But even on that third and 19 late in the game, you're just thinking, just at least attempt one. But it's a dump down to Miles Sanders for two yards. It's it's bad. And I don't know how it gets better. And I can only imagine David Tepper sitting there and wondering to himself, what would have happened had Ben Johnson actually wanted the job and he would have came to Charlotte. Because Ben Johnson was drawing up some great stuff. And you just look at potentially what the Panthers could have been offensively and what they are offensively because obviously the scheme they're running in Detroit is much better yeah it's not like they've down to one running back with Montgomery you can see Bam Knight the state guy get hurt um and hopefully he's fine they had some random guy they had I know Josh Reynolds I don't know the other Reynolds uh Caliph Raymond's been a fine player but it's not like they had a bunch of world beaters out there skill possession skill position wise and they looked miles better than the Carolina Panthers miles better scheme play caller quarterback being more effective, but that's that's a quarterback who went number one overall, had his issues, got to a got a good play caller in Sean McVay. Voila, what do you know? Wins the division, goes to the Super Bowl, and then they get rid of him, but he's figured it out with another good play caller. Got to get Bryce Young somebody like that because right now with the play calling they have around him, it's not good enough. The talent they have around him, obviously not good enough. And until it even gets close to that, I'm going to be real hard-pressed to criticize Bryce Young and say that he's the problem because there's just so many things around him with people who have been in the league for decades, who have played in the league for years, that are falling short to where how can I sit here and honestly blame the guy who started four games so far in the NFL? Got to be better. I understand that. Hasn't looked great. Hasn't been that inspiring so far. Been bits and pieces, but still look what it's look around him. But yeah, David Tepper had been sitting there whether he was in Detroit or hey, maybe he was across the river in Canada. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe whether he was down here picking apples, carving pumpkins in Charlotte. You had to think that maybe he was like, oh, damn, really wish I could have Ben Johnson. And I, I do wonder, just look, seeing that they're going to be 0-6, I don't, I, they can beat the Texans. Will they beat the Texans? I don't know. They can beat the Colts. Will they beat the Colts? I don't know. They can beat the Bears. Will they beat the Bears? I don't know. I just wonder if this thing continues to go sideways, what does David Tepper do? What does he do? Does he admit he got a second hire wrong? I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that right now. Too early. Too early. But what does he do? Because Ben Johnson didn't want the job, but if the Lions have success and go deep into the playoffs, he's gonna be a hot candidate again. Then might he be interested? Because that would make a little bit more sense with a young quarterback. 
probably would need a new GM in that situation too. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. Not saying, not saying that should be the case, but if it continues to go like this, it is a conversation that we're going to have to have. I'm sorry. In the NFL, you can't go you can't go three and fourteen and keep a job, even if it's your first year. You just can't. You can't. You can't have a team look this inept, having been an experienced coach, and keep your job. Especially when guys who are not experienced head coaches, teams look more prepared. Shane Steichen, Indy, Jonathan Gannon, aka Kendall Roy, out there in Arizona, and then D'Amico Ryan's, who you weren't even interested in. You wanted this man to just check a box, just like a Jero Vero was too. He just wanted to check the Rooney Rule box. But that guy seems to be a pretty damn good head coach. His team comes out and they're competing. He at least seems to have more around his rookie quarterback than you have. So, I don't know. No, you, you weren't interested in that. So, we'll see what happens. But this team, uh, they're going 0-6. And, yeah, the season's, it's like, yeah, there's still things to worry about, to care about, like Bryce's development. But, yeah, they're not going to be a playoff team. It's pretty obvious. I think we've known that now for a couple weeks. But just go ahead and let that be said. All right, we'll come back and uh, we'll review how the keys to victory went. Um, by the way, they didn't go well for the fifth week in a row. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Lockdown Panthers. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. By the way, David Tepper, the Panthers are not a small business. They're a big business. And yes, your hire was high stakes. So maybe you might have to head over to LinkedIn Jobs. I don't know. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available? David Tepper, access to the best qualified candidates available. Hmm? That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, Dave. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster. Hey, and you're cheap. This one's good for you and for free. It's so easy, David, to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs that when you do, make sure, Dave, to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on a candidate with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses, again, this is not a small business, David Tepper, rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Shout out to the 156 people we got in here right now. We got 107 comments. The comments are on fire. I am not going to look at any of these until after the show because I just don't even know what mess is going on in there. I have no idea. I don't want to see it right now. When I get off here, excuse me, in about like six or seven minutes, I'll look back and see what y'all had to say. Oh, but good God. Let's look back at the uh, the keys to victory, which again, every Friday, might have to stop doing it, <laughs> but I'm not going to. It's an easy segment to do. Uh, every Friday, I give you my keys to victory. I give them three. I give you all three keys. Um, and the first key was to win in the run game. The Carolina Panthers came in averaging 95.3 rushing yards per game on 4.0 yards per carry. And on Sunday, they were right there around their total, rushing for 94 yards on 4.3 yards per carry. So still not effective at all. The Detroit Lions came in averaging 136.5 rushing yards per game on only 4.0 yards per carry. And they rushed 27 times for 157 yards and 5.8 yards per carry. The Carolina Panthers have now in each of their games this season allowed over 130 yards 
to each of those opponents. Their run defense is atrocious. The Panthers came into the game 27th in the, 27th in the league. Allowing 136.3 yards per game, that's obviously going to go up. And they were allowing 4.7 yards per per carry, which is fourth worst in the NFL. Again, that number is going to go up. Again, they've given up 130-plus to each of their opponents. The Falcons, the Saints, the Vikings, who don't even run the football well, the Seahawks, and the Lions have all ran it down their throat whenever the hell they want it. And you have to wonder, hmm, Marquand McCall, I know he's not on the team right now, but maybe he could have helped you. Because Shai Tuttle, is, what is he doing? What is Deshaun Williams doing? I know Derek Brown's actually, you know, he's playing a lot of snaps. I don't think Derek Brown's really a problem. But, like, the run defense is bad. I had my concerns going into the year because the last time we had a base 3-4 scheme here in Carolina that in 2019, it was bad trying to stop the run. And that's back when they had Luke Keekley cleaning all the mess up. Now, there is no Luke Keekley, And it's still bad. So, I don't know. And they've come the last couple weeks with the intent to stop the run, and they have not stopped the run. And they will not stop the run because it doesn't appear they have personnel and it does not appear that the scheme is going to help them be able to stop the run. Uh, Number two, I said to win the turnover battle. Well, the Panthers obviously failed at that. They entered the game minus one turnover differential this year. The Lions are minus two, so the Lions are now plus one. And the Panthers are, of course, now minus four, which is among the worst in the National Football League through five weeks of the season. Uh, The Panthers now have eight turnovers. On a season, and those turnovers have resulted into 45 points. I said this week one, and I kind of felt dirty saying it, being like, I think this defense is good, but if this defense is going to be great, you can't give up 17 points off turnovers. you got to be much better in sudden change. And the Carolina Panthers defense has not been good in sudden change. Carolina Panthers defense has also been banged up. You were down Shaq Thompson. You were down Xavier Woods for the second week in a row. You are down Dante Jackson for the first time this year. You are down J.C. Horn for the fourth week in a row. I totally understand that. That is going to lead to poor performances. But the Panthers got to be better with taking care of the football. And then if they do fumble or turn the ball over as far as an interception goes, the defense has got to step up. They got to step up and stop them. But they have not done that all season long. And every time there's an, there's a turnover, it's catastrophic for this team. And it's not like the Panthers are turning in their takeaways into points. Because I think they have 13 points off of it so far. So – the offense, when a defense gets a takeaway, does nothing for them. When the defense turns it over, the defense, the offense turns it over, the defense does nothing for the offense. Like complimentary football. We talk about it. We've been saying it for years. Has yet to be played in Carolina since, like, what, 2017? We never see it. So there we go again. Turnovers, kill them. Then you have a chance. The Lions now, I talked about it coming into the game. When they get a turnover, they kill you. Three of the four times that they've gotten turnovers, they turn them into touchdowns. Today, three for three. They now have seven takeaways this season, resulting in 42 points. Complimentary football. That's what good football teams do. The Lions are a good football team. The Carolina Panthers right now are not a good football team. And I also said to spread the wealth on offense. Adam Thielen, for all, I'll say, like, talking about positives, Adam Thielen is everything that I hoped that he would be for the Carolina Panthers. He was that in Seattle. He was that today. Over 100, over 100 yards receiving. Um, another touchdown. Like, he's the only guy that Bryce seems to have any chemistry with. TJ Chark only had three receptions today. Mingo had his best game as an early on as a Panther. Still not overwhelming, but good to see him come back from the concussion and to look more comfortable than he did the first couple of weeks of the season. So that's a positive. And other than that, like, okay, cool. Let's try a tight end screen Ian Thomas. That's spreading the wealth. That's not what I was talking about, Frank. That's not what I meant. Tommy Trimble gets a touchdown. That's great. Good to see. But still, only three receptions, three targets for Hayden Hurst. I just don't understand. What are you paying him for if you're not going to utilize him more? Chuba Hubbard, 
Eight carries for 30 yards. Those came in garbage time. Again, garbage time started when the Panthers were 28-7. Garbage time started in the second quarter of the game. And he barely touched the football. LaVishka Chenault, five carries, 27 yards. They got him more involved. That helped him score a touchdown. It helped him get down the field last week once they converted on the third down and they got the illegal contact on DJ Chark. He got him back-to-back first downs. So maybe they should use him more. I just still don't think that the offense is nearly as creative as it needs to be. And Again, I'm not like some scheme dude. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know what their scheme is, what they're trying to do. All the things are right or wrong about it. I'm just watching the game, and I'm seeing that whatever they're trying to do is not working. And also, you have no idea what they're trying to do. And the people who are way smarter than me about this stuff, they sit there and say the exact same thing. So, I don't know. Um, Bryce, yeah, the two interceptions, one of them, again, I said that was that's Aiden Hutchinson making a great play. The second one. That's just a bad throw. You can't do that. It happens. It's football. They get paid to yada, yada, yada. But 25-41, 247 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. I thought he played well in the second half. Um, and that's a positive you can take from this game. His rating was 82.1. He's getting better. And I think the offense is looking a little bit better. But they're still not nearly as good as the, enough, especially for a defense that is as banged up. And the turnovers are absolutely killing his football team. Thielen, 11 receptions, 107 yards, touchdown, 13 targets. I like that. He has twice as many targets as the next guy. I guess Mingo had seven. It's almost twice as many targets. They've got to find more guys for Bryce Young to really build a chemistry with. Uh, Von Bell, nine tackles for him solo. Thought San Franklin was fine today. Uh, Henderson actually wasn't terrible either. He had, a, he had He did have a PI, but they would have called that back anyways. So, I don't know. It's going to be difficult to find really positive things to take from it. Uh, the Panthers' offense, again, they did look fine in the second half, but it's just not good enough when you turn it over as many times as you did in the first half. So we'll see how things uh, move on from here. We'll see what Frank Greg has to say on Monday about this loss, if there's going to be any changes. I don't know what those would be. That's going to magically fix this team. Because right now, it's just this is who they are. And is it who they're going to be? Maybe they get a little bit healthier. You get Austin Corbett back. That should help. With the leakage up the middle, that should help you in the run game. Absolutely, that should help. But is Miles Sanders going to be healthy? Is he going to be who you thought he was going to be coming in the season? Or are you going to move over to more of a Chenault and Chuba Hubbard kind of rotation here at running back? How are you going to be more creative in the pass game? Are you going to be able to take shots? Are you going to get an opportunity to take shots? Are the offense only going to play better? It's all just, it's all just not great, y'all. And I'm tired of talking about it. But again, I appreciate all y'all sticking with me. 163 people we got right here live. So appreciate all the people that have come in and listen to the show. I guess watch the show. Um, and appreciate everyone who's going to listen to it there in your podcast feed. But it's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Again, y'all, subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council. It's right there. Uh, because on Wednesday, I'm going to answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. I'm going to do it every Wednesday throughout the rest of the regular season. Either at me or DM me to get those questions in to me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. And we need to do it more than ever because Frank Wright was saying it. Keep pounding. Oh, God. And I will talk to you all on Tuesday.